everybody and thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. On the line with me today, I have Polo Fresh and my sister, Nurse Kasha. How y'all doing? Hey, how are you? (laughs) Baby, we are exhausted. Do you hear me? We did the mannequin challenge. We then, you know, had to shut down and restart at least seven times. But the third time's a charm. All right, the math don't add up, I know, but that's okay. I don't so, want to move a muscle. I feel like a <laughs> ventriloquist right now. Like, no, nobody move nothing. Right, I'm standing in TJ Maxx window. <laughs> 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 so, um, this episode, we are going to be talking about things women should know by the time they reach their 40s. Okay, because a lot of this stuff women don't know like me so I'll talk about myself first and then I'll let them talk to you from a medical perspective and a holistic approach and so for myself you know a lot of people know me and a lot of people don't and so I try to get a little personal but not divulging too much information when I talk to y'all on these podcasts but for me because I was into the streets and doing my thing, I really just thought my body was for sex. And so I really didn't know the female things that I needed to do for my body. And so like I'm today years old when I found out about the pH balance. And and I think that I'm um, talking about it, you know, saying it right. The pH is a pH balance. Mm -hmm. So I'm today years old finding out about that. And I found out about it with my brother. And mind you, I'm 44 years old, right? So I was talking to my brother about some stuff and he was just saying, you know, uh, women go through different things like that. And that was the aha moment for me. And then we was on another podcast and Polo brought it up again. And so for me, I thought like, okay, okay, it's, it's some shit that I'm missing out on here that I need to know about. Right, so I started to do some research. And as I was researching, I started crying. So I sent the link out to my daughters and I was just like, hey, you know, I failed y'all in this area. Like I taught y'all how to cook, clean, you know, halfway pay bills, like not tell lies, talk to Jesus. But I ain't never been able to talk to y'all about y'all bodies, right? And so with one of my daughters, when she came on her menstrual, I had to call my sister, Nurse Sasha, 2,000 miles away to walk her through how to use a tampon because I don't know nothing about that. When I was 11 years old, I started my menstrual. My brother took me to the to the grocery store, got me some Always. I've been using Always ever since. And I, and I tried to use a tampon. I had to be like 12 or 13, but I put it in some dry coochie. And it felt like somebody was pulling a catheter out of me and was ripping my skin. Do y'all hear me? And so I never cared to even know nothing else about it no more, right? And so I think I talked to my sister about, um, or maybe my brothers again, about um, shaving and they was talking about Brazilian waxes. I think that was my sister. My sister catch a lot of my sugar honey iced tea. Yeah, God bless her. I, I love her to life I do and so we was talking about this shaving and stuff and I was telling her 
you know, well, I'm afraid to shave and all of this stuff because when I do this, you know, I get bumps down there and a couple of bumps. And so talking with my brother, he was just like, dummy, that's an ingrown hair. So then let me rewind because I went to the doctor for a year because it was just like, okay, I need you to test this because I need to make sure it's not herpes. Well, it wasn't herpes. You get boils. You get boils when you're stressed out. You get boils when you eat certain foods. You get boils when your panties too tight. You just get a damn boil. And so here I am my whole life, you know, all that I can remember thinking something was wrong with me. Or every now and then if I start to smell like fish that something was wrong with me and nobody never told me this. And I'm running to the doctor like, okay, give me that uh, metronizadol stuff that they pass out instead of telling you that it's different approaches and things like that. So now I'll shut up because this is a listen and learn type thing for me and let you all get some information from my guests. How's that? I like what you just said. Because a lot of women don't know about none of that stuff. Well, a lot of that. But I let Tashi go. I, I know she ain't been did the mannequin challenge again. Just hang up, Tasha. Come back. We're going to still be here talking. Just hang up. <laughs> 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 oh, we have technical difficulties, but that's okay because we're going to get this podcast out. Come on, Portia. Okay. You can just keep talking. It's okay. Uh, I'm trying to. You said, you know, you said a lot in one. I did. You said it so fast. Look, you said I know so because, fast. you know what, but this is a way to let people know, you know, this is a way to let people know that this is real. You know, this information is real. And I know that I said a mouthful, but baby, I cannot, I'm not the only person out here feeling the way that I feel. Nurse Tasha, you back? I am back. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. I cannot see don't get me to talking about anchor here in a minute instead of talking about what we came here to talk about because they need to get this together so um i appreciate your transparency um talisha and being able to be open and say the things that you don't know because that's really the problem um it's not that we don't talk about it or that we don't know what's going on it's that there's a stigma attached to not knowing and people feel shameful in even speaking up and saying what is this or what is that you know um i've been doing labor and delivery for almost 20 years and there are a whole host of people even until today who don't know that women have you know more than one hole (laughs) and that (laughs) that women don't know their um, female reproductive organ is called a vulva, not a vagina. You know, like the vagina is where the baby comes out, but the whole organ itself is a vulva. Um, and so people just don't know. And even in you saying like things that women should know, I want us to try and get away from shooting ourselves and um, just practice some grace because none of us have learned anything or come across any information through osmosis someone had to tell us and um, we also had to open up and ask a question you know and be open to learning before somebody would pass that information now it's going to take us a generation of women 
willfully imparting that information to our daughters and not in a shameful way, in a way that they can embrace their bodies and um, be proud of how their bodies work and even be empowered and knowing that, okay, I know that my sex organ or whatever is called a vulva and I know all of these things about my body. I know that my body is not just for um, sexual acts to pleasure another person. Yeah, not to just pleasure another person. That pleasure belongs to me, that my body belongs to me and it does miraculous things. I bring life into this world, you know. Um, I literally speak to patients all day who have doubts about what their bodies can do and I say to them the same body that um, birthed, carried, created, nurtured a baby is the same body that can breastfeed, nourish, and nurture the baby. You know here we have watched our bodies grow, build babies, birth them, and then be concerned about if, if your breast can make milk to feed the baby. And we talk ourselves out of um, just the things that our our bodies can do, like <laughs> miraculous shit. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, other people come into the room without using a door. It came through you, came from you. You know. So I think it just takes us being able to be open, um, be vulnerable, and then provide a safe space for that woman, that girl coming to you having questions. You know, like Talisha, when you called me about your daughter, my niece you know, was like, we have this thing I need you to talk to. I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? She being very modest right now. Right. And so I call her like, listen, it's a 911. I'm sending out bad <laughs> signals from Washington to Indiana. Because of, uh, Get the chains off the door. <laughs> because this girl here needs to, needs to know this, right? She done seen her friends do this and her mammy can't even help her. That's all right, because you know what? My mother didn't help me with that. My aunt did, who's a nurse. Did I tell you that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, my aunt was the first person to show me how to use a tampon. And even now, you know, I feel more grateful because I don't use tampons and pads unless I have to anymore or panty liners. And I can impart a new knowledge onto my daughter because I've learned about menstrual cups or discs or just all these other options, period, panties. Well, enlighten us, because I don't know nothing about nothing you just said. So see, I'm here to listen. (laughs) I'm here to listen and learn. So go ahead and and do that checklist for me because we still got a whole list of stuff to hit, but you know, I'm free. If if I don't have to put on a pair of panties, I just ain't got nothing on now. But if I'm going outside and, you know, I'm in a relationship, I try to respect the fact that I'm not out there in a short dress nude. You know what I'm saying? But Right. And, okay, so before I even get into that, another thing is this. I don't know why, but there's so much shame around a period. A period is what got us all here. It is. You know what I'm saying? And so even for your partner, it, people like b- take a pad off and ball it up and roll tissue around the around shit and you like it for what why why are we doing that why are we doing that yeah you know we what I'm was saying? taught that pit. well you know I know that I was kind of taught that to have a period is dirty and I even think that's biblical where they shamed that woman but Jesus touched her she touched him or something and then that re uh reintroduced her like now nah, she ain't the dirty girl 
right? She's clean and, and it's okay to be able to have a menstrual. That You know, women back in that time, they had, when you came on, you had to go away from everybody yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and you know what? But I'm I'm going to say this, and that is even still true today for some cultures. But they send women away so that they can rest, so that they can be pampered, so that they can be loved on by the other women in their villages. Hmm. It is not because they're ashamed, because they're dirty, but because they see this as a sacred time in a woman's life, and it is. And it is. And so we need to embrace that part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's not something to be ashamed of. And again, I'm so grateful that I have this knowledge that I can impart onto my daughter. And I can be aware when I'm sharing with her, when she's walking through her journey into womanhood and even to my son, so that he can be empathetic to the women in his life. You know what I'm saying? Be it me, be it his sister, you know, his woman, niece, whoever he decides to be in contact with that is a woman. Um, he can know how to how to respond and how to be empathetic and not pass on this culture of being ashamed because there's nothing to be ashamed about. It's not a dirty thing. You know, like I said, a period is what got us all here. Now, back to the whole <laughs> options for you to um, be comfortable or whatever during your period. Okay, so yeah, we all know about pads. And most of us don't even know that like you ain't got to have on a a baby diaper pad like if you're gonna choose a pad at least choose the thinnest pad you can get because they're uncomfortable it's like having a water toilet paper between your legs yes you know what i'm saying like we've we've moved beyond that we're in 2022 now (laughs) there are other options so you can choose a thin pad um or there's tampons and all of this stuff and even now you've moved to pads and tampons that don't have dyes and chemicals and all of this stuff in it because there's a lot of research and and a lot of thought about those things making us sick about those things being the seed for fibroids um, polycystic ovarian disease all of these different woman issues that lead to infertility ultimately right um a lot of those schools of thought think about women having a uh, bacterial vaginosis which is something that routinely will make a woman feel fishy or if the ph is off you can have bv right or yeast like a lot of people believe that pads and all of that stuff is directly related and correlated with those issues that women tend to be plagued with so other options would be a menstrual cup which and menstrual how does cup, that work? Well, have you ever heard of? Go ahead. I was going to say, Polo, you you know about a, a cup? Yeah. See, I've been in the okay. closet too long. <laughs> You're not the only one though, because I feel like I just learned about a cup maybe within the last five to seven years. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm still new to the game. Cups been around for years. What they do right? with a cup? So a menstrual cup is something like a cervical cap. Do you know what that is? Now I don't. I'm I'm learning and I'm listening. But let 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 me get my description of the cup, right? Because I'm here for jokes and for real stuff too, right? (laughs) So when I think about a cup, I'm like, damn, I'm about to put a bowl in between my coochie and it's just gonna catch this. Goodbye, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bowl. Yeah, you know, with a little end on the end, like it's gonna spill out everywhere, and and that's gonna be uncomfortable for me. So, is this something that you insert in there? 
It is. And I definitely had the same thought. I was like, okay, when I wake up, it's going to look like a massacre. But it didn't. And it doesn't. Um, Okay, so a cup is like a little silicone. Um, Literally, it looks like a very, very small cup that you can fold and bend like it's pliable. And you just slip it up um, into your vagina just above like the bone where you can feel like the introitus is what it's called. Um, You just slip it up inside of you. And if you get it placed right, the cup opens gently and you don't even feel it. And you can leave the cup in place up to 12 hours. And it has a little tail on the bottom of it where you can pull it. Or, you know, if you gully like that, (laughs) you can stick your finger all the way up to the rim. (laughs) You can stick your finger up to the rim and just slowly pull it out. And I mean... I mean, you so might you go to the bathroom and stuff. So you know, like with me and pads, right? Every time I go to the bathroom, I gotta change my pad. It's just like something mentally about it. So then, when you have this cup, right, and you have mm-hmm. to go to the restroom, are you changing mm-hmm. this cup every time you go, or you just letting it leak no. on the string? It's not leaking. No, it's not so, leaking. So separate the urine from the the menstrual. Okay, so you have. Oh, Nurse Tasha, did you disappear? We was doing so good. Just hang up and join us again. (laughs) (laughs) I see y'all now. We can hear you. Oh, we can hear you, Boogie. There you go. You can hear me. You can hear me. I'm back. Okay. 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 Man, I was just like, damn. Okay. So, (laughs) so you have two different holes. The pee comes out of your urethra. Okay. The blood comes out of your vagina, and that's also where the baby comes from, your birth canal, which is attached to your cervix, and then the uterus is up above that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you pee, okay, so visualize your vulva, your pearl. (laughs) (laughs) So you you have like, you know, your labia. Right, your labia, the majora and minora, so your lips, you know, coochie lips for the hood people. (laughs) And at the very, very top, you have the clitoris and the clitoral hood that goes over what would be considered to be our pleasure, you know, button, our joy button. Um, And then just under that is your urethra, which is a hole where your bladder is connected and the pee comes out. Underneath that is your vagina, and then underneath that is your rectum. Okay. okay. So that's what your your vulva looks like if you were to be on the bottom side where your OB is when you're getting an exam. That's what they see. Okay. Or you know, you when you get a little, you know, <laughs> that's what they see. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. If you have a cup, you insert it into your vagina. And it catches all of the blood. If you can get it placed right now, there is a learning curve. I like to tell people, like, don't get out here and put this mm. cup in and think you're about to go yachting. Like it, I mean, you I mean you can, but you better get it in right. But literally, like I will put on a panty liner just to be safe in case it wiggles or I don't, you know, get it in there right. But aside from that, you don't really have any leaking, any bleeding. And then another thing that I noticed when I stopped using pads and tampons and started using the cup, my periods were so much lighter. Hmm. 
when I say I felt like I was hemorrhaging before I was using the cup and then when I used the cup I was like man is this it like literally it was a game changer for me so now there's cups there's discs you know um, that you can use a disc is kind of the same idea but it's like a round flat thing receptacle that catches your period blood so you bend it um it would be like pinching a circle you know and making it like a really thin oval and you slip that inside your vagina and you you know take it out the same way now the disc is not i know the disc is not reusable though i know typically i think you use the disc and you throw it away when you're done but the cup i can reuse and so that was another thing because you know i'm about my coin and so I was like, oh, I'm about to save money. Right. You know, because you got a cup. The cup's like 20 bucks, 30 bucks on Amazon. You get two. And there's your expense for pads, tampons. You're done. So what? what is period panties? Is they like the pants? Paula, what period. you doing? I'm here. I'm listening. I'm, 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 taking, the, I'm taking the medical notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> uh, Okay, so period panties are like a really lined um, pair of underwear. And they're not like the pants because the pants kind of like paper, like a diaper or really thin diaper. Um, But I feel like period panties are a great alternative for teens and young women. Because if they don't want to use a tampon and they're embarrassed by, you know, pads or having to carry that stuff around in school, but they're not really ready to to insert anything like a, a tampon or a cup, then they can use a period panty. So do they and tear that, on the sides or something? No, no, literally. Okay, so, <laughs> so I bought some period panties just so I could see what they're like. And I have a teen um, living with me now. So she and I were trying them together. And I love um, you. Yeah, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just wanted to kind of give her some other options because, you know, she was new at this. And I was like, well, you know, let's try these things together or whatever. So I bought the panties. And like I said, literally, it just feels like a thick pair of panties. Like the seat of it is a little bit thicker. And so, I mean, nothing happens. You put it on, you wear it. And when you take it off, you wash them. Now for her, she finds it more comfortable to take them off and spray them like with a water spray bottle with whatever her cleaning solution is so that they're clean and then she washes them in the washing machine with her clothes and so you wear them only for so long right so like back to me again when i go to the bathroom i have Mm -hmm. to change out so when you go Mm -hmm. to the bathroom you change your period panties out no I imagine, I know, I don't dig in her business like that, but I imagine that depending on how heavy your flow is, because you can buy them based on your flow, you can buy like a period panty that's for a heavy day or a light day or whatever. So you just go to the bathroom and pull them back up, Boogie? Yeah, they're dry. You cannot even press down on the panties. It goes into this absorbent, like material that's part of the panties now if you feel your bottom is wet then obviously it's time to take them off and wash them but your bottom is dry otherwise I mean sometimes a period has a smell you know what I'm saying and I'm not saying like ooh it's pungent but I'm saying like you know how blood has a smell Mm -hmm. and there's no escaping that no no matter how quote clean you are 
You get what I'm saying? So of course there's going to be something, but it's not like you're not clearing a room. <laughs> okay. So, Polo, do you got anything to answer, or are you still learning and listening? I'm still, I'm still listening to uh, the whole. Uh, I'm still listening. Okay. <laughs> so, can we talk about this? Wait a minute. Let me rewind. Nurse Tasha, was yes. that the last of the the products for menstruals? I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that I've tested and tried and and know about. Okay. So my yeah. next thing that I really would like to discuss like this is the big one for me outside of hemorrhoids but (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) this this pH balance can you enlighten Mm -hmm. me like what like how can you help me out so like when old people get in your car and sit down that mean they they pH (laughs) off <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> if, if I remember right, your normal pH for your vagina is supposed to be between three point eight to four point five. But how you if I'm how correct. you supposed to know? How how you know what your stuff is? Because I you I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. When, when your sin is off, you should know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was about to say no. You don't know as far as pH because nobody's putting a piece of pH paper to their vagina. It's just not happening. But go ahead, Polo. No, I was just saying, like, they say your range of your pH, like, when your doctor, you know, swab, you're supposed to be between 3.8 to 4.5, if I remember right. And also, like, I saw that they have pH strips, like, you could test. Absolutely. And see if your mm-hmm. pH is out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was all I had to say for that part. But mm-hmm. if, you sit, if you sit down and got sit down funk, Yo, then that's know. the problem. <laughs> I love when she calls it that sit down, folks. <laughs> because it's what other way are we describing it? Right. It's very accurate. <laughs> you should know your pH is off. <laughs> that sitting with, huh? <laughs> Scratch and sniff. <laughs> you're like, mm, no, we don't all be there, though, for real. Don't go to the gym, work out real hard, and come home. you be like, mm. <laughs> So, <laughs> Polo. At the gym, I said, they'll be down there doing no squat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's people that that go to like Walmart and Walgreens and Target, and they are able to go get some strips that they stick. All of this play with your coochie stuff for me is like off limits for me. So like I'm in a world of learning and toys and and vibrators and stuff. That's a whole nother level in podcast for me, right? So every mm-hmm. time y'all say something that involves touching down there I'm like for real um you know y'all talk about me all the time and and basically call me clueless but when it come down to I guess getting familiar with myself down there I have no fucking idea right and so Mm -hmm. they take these strips y'all saying and you stick them in there too like these cups and the other stuff yeah, you can do that. Um, I need you to do an exercise. So Ooh, here we go. I got homework. You do. You have homework. Um, and for anybody who's listening who feels like Talisha when she says, playing with yourself, looking with yourself down there, um, take a mirror and look at your body. Okay? Take a mirror and look at your vulva. Look at your vagina. Look at your legs. Okay, I for won't. One, I can't. This is cute. Four pops. Stop. Pause. But I can't see down there. Get a mirror. Get your phone. 
what are you talking about? You have a phone with a reverse camera, take a video for yourself. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Yes. There ma'am. are. Okay. So reason number one is you need to know what you look like, mm-hmm. because if something is messed up, how are know. you going to, hello, what would Jamal and Jeremy be saying? <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> and if you don't know what's normal for you and your own body, then we have a problem. Okay, so that's the first thing you need to know your normal in every sense of the word when it comes to the crown of your head to the tippy toe of your foot. You need to know what your normal is, and that includes your vulva. Okay, this is not dirty, it's part of your body. Again, you brought how many babies into this world? Four. Like it is amazing your body and what it has done, and, and you don't, I don't need even to know be- what it looked like. And you don't need to be unfamiliar with any part of it, okay? And for two, um, touching yourself. All of these things are are your birthright as far as pleasure. Your body belongs to you. None of your own body should feel off limits to you. Very okay? foreign. I feel like I'm Chinese. Yes. Okay, so there's your homework. Get familiar with yourself and say, my vulva, my vulva, my vulva, my vulva, my vagina, my vagina. And do a little hip. You know what I'm saying? Get the ancestors up in this thing. Do my like damn hip eyeballs roll. is on the flow. I know they are. I know they are. And get her a book to read. Yes. Sit in it. You know what I'm saying? Do some, some body rolls with that thing and really get into it. Because once you do that, once you hone that power, once you feel like, you know what, I'm a bad B-I-T-C-H, okay, you show up different. And it ain't even about sexy, it's about owning who you are and every part of you and not feeling shameful about any of it, okay? So that's numero uno. Back to the pH strips. So the the pH strips, um, a lot of times on a regular day, you probably wouldn't need a pH strip unless you have something going on. But I know that it's become more mainstream recently because fertility stuff is coming to the forefront more. And pH is important when you're trying to conceive, okay? Because if if your your vaginal pH is not right, or um, if the sperm that you're using is throwing your pH off, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Then it's real hard to get a baby out of it. So I know a lot of women will get um, testing strips and stuff like that when they're trying to conceive. So yes, they will stick stick the strips um, either close or just inside their labia just to kind of see where they are. So what throws off a pH? Like where does this Everything. whole video come from? <laughs> everything 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 yeah because you know we're part of this western world and this is far far from the way we were really intended to live you know um the wrong panties uh the wrong foods for your body not exercise and having too much weight on your body can i say something Um, real quick not to cut you off because you talk Mm -mm. you said something about food right and Mm -hmm. i was talking to somebody very special to me right (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I was saying and I was saying that I stopped eating certain foods because I really love asparagus well I be damned Mm -hmm. when I eat asparagus I smell like asparagus I love Mm -hmm. crab legs when I eat crab legs I smell like (laughs) fish 
So then I try to stay away from foods that I smell like after I eat. Then I'll be like, damn, I can't even eat because my down under don't smell like it. And then, you know, you're going to think I got a problem. Like you've been out there slutting around, you know, like what's what the hell wrong with you? What? No, but then be with somebody who can be like, baby, you smelling a little bit fishy. And you know I could be saying? like, well, that was the asparagus we had two days and ago. And you'd be like, okay, but I'm still going to tap it because that's usually how it go. <sighs> right? Jesus. Well, Literally. Just... Or, or like I've had situations that, you know, full transparency. Again, I check my own self. I'm like, hmm, baby, get away from me because I'm smelling a little bit. Let me do a little something to fix this. You <sighs> know, and so then I'll go to whatever I try to do a holistic approach um, because there's suppositories and stuff like that that you can get that will rebalance you supposedly but I've had trouble with those things so I have to stay with the flagell which is what you mentioned before metronidazole um, I have to stay with like a, a actual medication to suppress or keep any issues would be via away until I really like clean my diet up. I have less problems when my diet is clean, to so be completely I, honest. I was telling Portia, cause Portia, okay, Portia, we about to let you talk too, right? Because Portia <laughs> does the holistic approach, right? But I was talking to her <laughs> and I told her, I said, okay, these strip thingies, plus they talk about boric acid, Right, mm-hmm. and so when I hear boric acid, I be like, damn, your house infested with roaches? Because that's what we <laughs> exactly. use boric acid for. And you telling mm-hmm. me that I'm going to get some some boric acid boric suppositories acid mm-hmm. and put them up? Hell no. But Portia, mm-hmm. come on, because I, I, I need you <laughs> to say something. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let me rewind all the way back to it. <laughs> Uh, when we first started talking about periods and stuff. So it's crazy because my mom never even told me how to put on a pad or anything. I always thought, when I I first started my period, my mom told all my aunties and I was so embarrassed. So I started hiding my periods from her because Mm -hmm. you didn't teach me. You just went and called everybody. What's the start of period? So I just feel like... (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, thank you, but you didn't teach me. So I was hiding my period for a while when I was started. Like I just used my sister pads. Like I just used the rest of her, but I would never tell my mom because I was so embarrassed. Until I got in my 20s, my friends were talking about openly about periods. I thought it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. For a long mm-hmm. time, I was never taught how to change my pad. If you got a smell, like how often do you change your pad? I was never taught that. I had to literally mm-hmm. figure this out along the way. So I think for me, it was more embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. period talk was embarrassing. You don't talk about period talk. Your stuff stink. People are she fishy. She dirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Automatically, not knowing. Oh, she might have a yeast infection. Like it's crazy because mm-hmm. at work, this girl just told me like, oh, somebody was talking about somebody else that like had a fishy odor. I said, how old is the lady that you said was talking about her? She said she in her forties or something. I said instead of talking about her, dude, maybe she have a yeast infection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said because mm-hmm. I just had one, and that shit do stink. And I'm a clean mm-hmm. person. And I was mm-hmm. telling, yeah, because these people don't know you probably had good pe- uh, bacteria, and mm-hmm. sometimes that bad bacteria it overpowers the good. So right. that's when that itching and that burning mm-hmm. and that unpleasant odor comes because it's overpowering that good bacteria. Normal flora. Yeah, yes, your normal flora that you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't know that. 
uh, or whatever. So it's just like I had to learn on my own by doing. I started going holistic, and people don't know when you start detoxing. Oh, baby, your that mucus and your body detox. When I say I get one cold turkey detox, your body you will be amazed. What's so what's a what? What you mean a cold turkey detox? Enlighten me. <laughs> so. I say people do look. I'm not a uh, doctor, so don't do So like I watch, I told you like I watch Doctor Stevie and I watch a lady named Queen Nafu and I read her books because I know a friend of mine who had uh fibroids. She did this tea, like a tea. Like so a lot of people don't know hers. Some of hers, a lot of people get. They not the real hers. You gotta. People know them other countries. They have the real stuff. So she she preach about the womb. People don't know how powerful a woman womb is. That's why when they say mm-hmm. women have power. We mm-hmm. literally have like if you want to go to the chakras, it's your root chakra. That's more the more just like your portal. That's why I said that book when Tasha was explaining about talk to her, look at it. It's called Pussy Prayer. She tell you about. Oh, I read that. It's called yeah. what? Mm-hmm. P U double S Y. Prayer. <laughs> Pussy prayer. Prayer. Yes. She teach you. You supposed to talk to your woman. You supposed to greet it. You supposed to like you supposed to do it like you Tasha said. Put that mirror down there. Look at her. You supposed to love her. Like, you know, it's a lot. So like when I did a detox, like I cut out, like I started doing Dr. Stevie, so I cut out a lot of stuff and I started juicing more. A lot of mucus. Come, you're not gonna know where it come, but it came out me the the opposite way, and I it was I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how much mucus coming out of me. And then this is a lot, but I'm gonna be transparent. When I had started my period, she said in her book like, you're how you supposed to bleed. My my when I started, I was bleeding like I was at the end of my period when I first started when I started detoxing. So that old blood was coming out first, then my period got real light pink. So when I started drinking her tea, I have a six-day period. I started having a three or four. Because she said, a woman not supposed to bleed, that mean day, because you basically hemorrhaging. That's from all them toxins. So why the hell I bleed for a, a million days? Because that's a lot of time. To- you got to think, like your like Tasha said, we're not where we supposed to come from. Mm-hmm. So when we learn where we come from, this food is not of us at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of our food is basically bacteria and pathogens that we are putting in our body. Hormones. Yeah, so we yeah. have a hormonal imbalance, like from damn near birth since we was born. Because mm-hmm. our mother, no, not birth. not damn near, but no, true from birth for multiple reasons. The, the generation is of where we, you know, this all we put is in the, us is embedded as bad food. And stuff. Yeah, when you know where you really come from, that's how you know what type of food that you're supposed to eat. Like I was doing when I do my research, he the dude got a good. He had made a good a eight. They talking about protein and animals. You see how big a gorilla is? What they eating right. in the jungle? Plants. Mm-hmm. We it, Plant, the biggest it, animals are elephants. You name them. The biggest animals, bears. They they all eat plants. They don't eat meat. And you see how big they is. We we and we talking about we sitting here talking about oh we need protein and stuff. No, we need the herds of this earth. It's a Bible verse, Talisha. Uh, it's here we Gen- go. Everybody <laughs> act like I'm supposed to just, but go ahead, give me an Gen- example. <laughs> Genesis, <laughs> Genesis chapter one, verse twenty nine. And God okay. said, "Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which upon the face of all the earth and every tree." 
in the which the fruit of tree yielding seed to you it shall be for me and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that crept upon the earth wherein life i had given every green herd for me and it, it was so and god saw everything that he had made and behold it was very and it was good. good and the evening and the morning were the sixth day so what is that telling us felicia to eat the plants thank you eat the plants i got chills go on portion <laughs> with that scripture <laughs> i had to bring it up because i'm like people don't understand like oh let me give you and tasha let me see if you have heard of some of these just gonna get i had to write down some of the things that i do take so okay. I, have you have heard of maca root yes yeah. so maca root is good to take dandelion tea is good to take before your period i got a joke red, red raspberry and raspberry leaf yes I got a joke about this dandelion, right? So <laughs> when I purchased my house, right, my neighbors, before we towed the yard up, right, my neighbors used to come in the yard and get the dandelions. They are, I want to say Asians, because I don't like mixing up, right? But I believe mm-hmm. they're Asians. And so I used to always wonder, what the hell do they keep coming sneaking in the yard for? picking the dandelions like we would go to bed and then we wake up and all the dandelions be gone right <laughs> and so uh we got to get in the yard together and and he would put down fertilizer oh they came over and ripped us a new one but they was the ones mm-hmm. that was telling me about the feng shui of the house and where i needed mm-hmm. to put i learned a lot from them right mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff that, that's a whole phone conversation outside of the podcast because she it spoke, really is. She spoke a lot of stuff to me. Um, yeah, okay. But anyway, but this dandelion stuff was important because they was it was fresh, it hadn't been touched, you know, and, and like the the big trouble in little China had a man come out the sky with the electricity and the and the and the Asian Chinese hat on. That's what the man looked like. And he would cut the grass with the old school uh, Mm -hmm. metal lawnmowers that roll and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. he was real funny about the things in the yard. And so they would collect it and take it in the house, boil it down. So like we eat greens, they was boiling Mm -hmm. it down, making dandelion soup and stuff that, you know, for me, this shit is a mindset. And I'm so glad that y'all, you know, talking openly about it. Because y'all gonna have to text me what y'all said about the dandelion and then the raspberry what? Raspberry Red raspberry leaf tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so great y'all for should you, uterus. y'all <laughs> should send me some Amazon links now because I already don't really eat. I get fussed about that every day. Um, but I try to eat things that I like because I can't have a lot of stuff no more since I got sick. So I have to be careful. So with these things, do that help my pH? Of course, uh, those will help yeah, your it, pH. But go, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't want to talk over you. Uh, no, you're yeah, good. Yeah, dandelion root. I see why they be stealing your stuff. Well, take your stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the antioxidant. It's the anti-inflammatory, and it has vitamins A, C, D, and B. And it also helps with like potassium. Uh, it helps with depression. It helps boost your uh, cholesterol. Um, it helps. Dandelion tea is good for a lot of things, and you can actually get it from Walmart and raspberry. The raspberry mm-hmm. one from Walmart and phenol too. It helps with bloating and everything. Mm-hmm. You could get all those teas right at Walmart. 
and I have one last thing to say far as I think when we talk about being on your period because I know a lot of people get like drained and you know all that I found out that when a woman is on her period that's the that's when a woman's supposed to be left alone because that's when she like you basically detoxing and you getting a clear message that's when you're supposed to sit alone that's the most important time to your body is detoxing so whatever you feeling you feeling it pay attention to your feelings around your period you, you feeling that feel if it's constantly coming up you feeling that for real your body detox so you supposed to cleanse and call in like that's the perfect time too that's when you're supposed cleanse to be left alone and call, in. call in. Text, and text me that <laughs> okay i'm done tasha Clean. no portia you can no, keep but, going yeah <laughs> no but yeah so people don't know like i know my period come i could be sensitive want to cry i could be moving around others and i'm like no wonder why she keeps she has told us this in the book you supposed to be left alone like it just it totally just so much it, i could talk for days with this stuff because <laughs> i love this stuff but your woman don't understand your womb is the most important part like we are when they when they say we are sacred yo definitely your womb is your most sacred so thing. why That's do they call it a womb because it got a hole in it because it's like a no. If you want to get spiritual and spiritual level, it's our portal. And Tasha can say like her reason will be behind it, but they say it's our portal. And I can send you stuff on that later, but oh, more in detail. But yeah, it's more to it than what you think. I didn't even know I went with this powerful and start start reading it until I read start reading this book and looking to this lady stuff. And okay, let me say, let me add on to this. So when I had my daughter, my honey who plays very much so into um, gender roles and stuff like that, right? Um, He looks at me and he was like, I have never seen or known in all of my life anything closer to God than when I witnessed you having our baby. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so when Polo says that our womb is the most important part of us. Think of it in those terms. We are doing something godly. Mm-hmm. And I am not a religious person. I used to be a Christian. I don't ascribe to that anymore, but I am very much so tapped into spirituality. And I believe in spirituality and um, divinity in ways that don't look like what I was taught, but I know I can feel it, right? And when you are someone, when your body can bring life and without you there is none like that's a big ass thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. that's a big deal that's not anything to take lightly um, and it's something that you should protect and you need to nurture and care for your body with that in mind and I wish I had known that now when we talk about something you wish you had known okay you know, I wish I had known that I, I can't wait to tell my daughter the things that I didn't know about her body that, you know, when I was carrying you, I was also carrying my grandkids that you will bring if it's your choice to bring kids. Because we're born as women with all the eggs that we'll ever, ever have in our whole lives. Okay? We're born with them all. And when you are pregnant with a girl and she starts to form eggs in your womb, then there is no there's no no question that 
um, we pass on all of these things that there's a genetic link when you talk about trauma and generational things and hormone um, imbalances and all of these kinds of stuff like well duh (laughs) okay and so and so you know even aside from like the woman part of it I firmly believe in epigenetics which is the passing on or the genetic expression of trauma and stuff that happened years and years and years before you ever showed up and why is that because you were present when these things were happening to your grandmother Mm -hmm. to your grandmother you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and so so understand that when it comes to like say the black experience for years I wondered why I had such a visceral response when I would see um, depictions of slavery and, and read about the things that happened to our people right in this country is because all of those things have a genetic component. They're in our genes. All of that trauma that happened is in our genes. And unless we can really um, mobilize and discharge some of that pain, it's hard for us to not pass that on in some way, form or fashion. Because when you are in a high stress environment, your body releases cortisol. If a woman is pregnant and she is homeless or she is in an abusive relationship or she's she is um, she's working like crazy and unstable. She's in a high stress state and her body is flooded with cortisol. Guess what her baby is? Damaged. Now I'm done. Not damaged, not damaged, but definitely you are you are starting at a negative. And if people don't have an understanding about that, it's very difficult to fix it, to remedy that problem. You know what I'm saying? It's very difficult. To to piggyback on what Tasha just said, that's true. Like, you know, it's this TV show on Netflix. It's called Love. Tasha, have you ever watched this? Love, Sex, and Goop or Grop or something? Goop. Yes, (laughs) I watched like one or two episodes. Okay. Picking back on Latasha, okay, it's the episode in there where Tasha said, looking because she had one of the girls to look and look at her vagina because she never saw her vagina, so she had both of them look in the mirror and look at it. And also, picking back on you, Tasha, at the very last episode, it was very, very deep. So, basically, what you're saying, like a lot of people, they were talking about relations, they didn't understand why they had certain issues. Mm-hmm. These people went back generations, it was so mm-hmm. powerful and spiritual. And I didn't even know that your mother can pass on your trauma through you through birth. Mm-hmm. And you'll be wondering why you battling this, but it was could be mm-hmm. because of something your mother passed on to you unknowingly because mm-hmm. of this is something she had to deal with. So in that last episode, it was so powerful because they figured they got to the root of what happened. It was like generations on back. And mm-hmm. they had some people actually it's like they relived it and they got an understanding of where that came from. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's deep. Watch the last mm-hmm. if you if you want to skip through that, watch the last episode. I will. I will when my children are asleep and I have some time. <laughs> but you know, but you know, when you think about things like when you add this context to the womb, right? When you add that context to the womb, it's very much so easy to see why it's so important and why people should value us and themselves. 
because without you there's no me and vice versa and I made a post about this but we really do need to um, switch to a place where we value one another for all that we can do and for the gifts that have bestowed upon you know the genders or sexes or whatever separately because we all serve a different purpose but this job right here nobody can do but us not marry a person so I got some more questions <laughs> because yeah, but, I feel like I got my people on the line, right? And I'm just, you know, I got to absorb as much information as I can. And the good thing about these podcasts, every last one I've recorded, we've had some really good information on it right now. Mm-hmm. All the facts might not be true as hell because we, we just, <laughs> again, we are not out here with these degrees in the streets. We just not, right? We normal people experiencing life, discussing what we've ran across, you know, and it kind of is what it is. So my question is waxing, shaving, bushy, mm-hmm. like can I get some help? Because I think Boogie, I was talking to Nurse Tasha. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. Please Don't be do not call her talking about Boogie because she gonna tell me and I'm gonna show like, up who? at your door. I'm, I'm like, coming who? to your house. Say who calling? You That's looking for my name for her. Nobody <laughs> else can call her that. Look, so I think me and you was talking about it. And mm-hmm. okay, Mimi, I got a lot of funny stories about me and my damn <laughs> sister, right? So she came all the way to Spokane, Washington, and was like, You gotta go get your eyebrows waxed. And I was like, Huh? You're like, What? <laughs> and was in the salon, hollering. Holla, listen, y'all. Holla. Listen, listen. I, I'm like, what they doing to you back there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look beautiful. You came out looking like a new woman. I was like, wow. So, so then, right, when I tell y'all that it's a lot of stuff that Talisha, country, whatever that queen, whatever that you want to put on me, I don't know. It took her to come 2,000 miles away to take me to get my eyebrows arched, right? <laughs> Through all of the hollering and the screaming, it's something that I do still currently, thanks to Nurse Tasha. (laughs) (laughs) So then, my next question to her, I called her, and I was just like, you know, I went through all that stuff with the ingrowns and all this different stuff as far as trying to shave. I don't know how to shave again. I can't even see down there. I got to pull my titties up. I got to pull the (laughs) flap up that's over the top uh, uh, my crunches, my vagina, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, right? That's beyond a fupa. It's probably a fruper. You know, it's a whole lot so there. Trying to, you know, pull it up and see. And so, again, I went and was like having bumps tested. Like, okay, my doctor was like, Talisha, I just really need for you to stop. <laughs> like, just please stop. stop coming in here. You, yeah, you out here wasting copays because ain't nothing wrong with you like girl let me give you a gift card because i'm sick of you and you you just giving us money at this point for no reason right but you know that brought up the call to you where i was just like you know so can we talk about like waxing can you tell me a little bit more about it and i've been uh i sometimes i could be a little too honest right but i've been putting together me a little spa package i've been saving and so on the thing i've been writing it down right uh uh 
I think it's a it's a, a Brazilian wax or something like mm-hmm. that, uh, some kind of mm-hmm. wax. So this Bra- the Brazilian wax. Um, I want to do a full body massage, and then mm-hmm. I said a manicure and a pedicure. But then mm-hmm. I ain't never had like a facial or nothing like that. So so far, <gasps> I'm up to oh. like three hundred dollars, and I'm wondering like <laughs> I'm gonna have to. At first, I was waiting to do this like next month, but I think I'm gonna have to do it in December because my list keep getting longer and longer as I'm, you know, trying to put it together. But I want to go and have a girl day for myself with oh. all of these things included. But I'm scared about this Brazilian wax because number one. Am I gonna holler like getting my eyebrows done? And mm-hmm. number two, yes. yes. <laughs> Look, we both like yes. But number yeah, two, yes. is my coochie gonna bump up like it, it no. you know, like it did when I shaved? So baby, you gonna look like a baby. It's gonna look good. I, I'm listening. You see, I, I shut said, up. I don't, know, I don't mind. Everybody just one of my friends said she didn't like it. me. I used to get them raised ones, the same ones with raised ones. When I got a wax. I ain't gonna lie, it's gonna hurt the first time. Definitely. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna, I ain't gonna lie. But it, it, it looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I put waxing a Brazilian on my list for my 35 things. When I turned 35, I made a list of 35 things that I wanted to do yeah. that year. And waxing was one, getting a Brazilian. And I didn't know anything about waxing until um, one of my very best friends got married. And she was like, girl, he said he want to wax. He want to see me in a Brazilian. I was like, for real? Okay, how we feeling about that? You know, whatever. So years later, I was just like, let me try waxing because I too had issues with ingrowns. I'm saying since I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. but this is something that I did not talk to my mother about because we didn't talk about these kinds of things. I literally went to Planned Parenthood when I was 16 and a physician talked to me about what that was and what exactly was going on. Um, So anyway, I decided to get a wax when I turned 35 and I have not had the issues that I had with ingrowns or boils since. You got to be kidding me. I mean, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Have I lied to you yet? (laughs) No, ma'am. Right. And so the the discomfort that I have with getting a wax does not rival the discomfort and the shame and the frustration that I had having hair bumps and boils at all. Run me the wax. Hmm. Go ahead, Polo. Um, yeah, I like I like my wax and I was like, you Josh, I didn't get no ingrown hairs and nothing. But I just found out because I'll be watching this girl on Instagram. I I like her stuff. She's spiritual too. She said, well, she said she stopped doing waxes because it was weird because waxing was used to watch her last. But she said she started using a manscaper. She said that mug is wonderful. What, what is, is that? A manscaper. I asked, I, I, I got to ask Jamal now, like, where, where we get that from? Because she said, ladies, try a manscaper. You is not going to, she said. So I wonder, is it the shaver with the one, two, three, four? They kind of just move around. You know what I'm saying? You hold the top of the handle. I wonder. Oh, if that's I know the what you're talking is. about. The ones with the circles. Yeah. See, is I that what it is? That. They, she I'm, said I'm that hypothetically wonderful. speaking. I got to yeah. try it. Well, yeah. whoever got the most money, y'all try it first. Let me know. You so funny. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm a huge fan of the wax. I usually tell um, people who want to try it though, try it twice. 
because the first time it's going to be like tragic okay but the second time you go back is when you can make a decision whether or not it's for you but try it at least twice um don't do it the first time be like oh hell no i'm not going back go back in four weeks and get it done a second time and then make the decision about whether or not it's for you me i love it run it i wax my own armpits okay like it just wax all the hair off of my body which thankfully my hair is very fine i don't have any issues with being like a werewolf or whatever but it has been so much more manageable and then um you know if you think about a bunch of hair and odor comes with yeah, that yeah yeah i don't have no problems like with that some degree down there sometimes yeah yeah i don't have any trouble with that at all and then oh can we just speak on this girl day that you have let me tell you yeah. how much i love a facial i will take a facial over a massage really? like yes for my birthday i went to the spa and i had a facial and a full body scrub and i left like oh my god it was the best thing i had had in a very long time i love the facial it was probably an hour a 60 minute facial it was amazing i feel neglected i feel like i got some work to do oh as far as myself is concerned i want to uh go ahead and cut this off um but i would like for us to get on here sometime you know in a month or so from now whenever and do a part two to this Mm -hmm. i want to thank y'all for enlightening me because i am very it's oblivious a word that i could use for this because i am very basically dumb to certain areas and again I have strength in a lot of areas but when it comes down to the female body I feel bad and like so when I was praying for a mate and things like that it was just like please have somebody that can be open enough to understand me because I am very um certain areas when it comes down to just the female aspect of things I'm not there right mm-hmm. because of just things that I've went through throughout my life and etc cetera, etc cetera, not to get too deep and so mm-hmm. I want to thank y'all for coming on the podcast with me and talking Polo I thank you Boogie I thank you I love y'all so much for the transparency and bringing the knowledge to the table and as always you if you hang in there with me I'll hang in there with you peace bye, bye.